shout. And turn in your Bibles. We're going to read a lot of the word this morning. Exodus chapter 12. Quickly take your seats. Spirit of the Lord has already stirred the waters this morning. There is an atmosphere of stirring to heal, to deliver, to set free, to put you on solid ground this morning, to give you peace of mind that, that you have not been able to, 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 to receive. But this morning you are going to receive it as easily as you breathe in air today, saith the Lord. Peace. Now, we've been going out, sharing the good news with people. We have many events coming up. Code Red, for one. Other things on the agenda. And it seems that we go out of our way for the lost, for strangers, for people we don't even know. But God knows them and God loves them. And that's our mission. But one important mission we cannot forget is winning our loved ones to Christ. And here in Exodus chapter 12, let me begin this morning. Verse 3. The Lord says to Moses and to Aaron, Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb. Each man is to take a lamb for his family. One for each household. You see, my friend, when it comes to seeing our loved ones one for the Lord, it is, look, look, look at pastor. It is up to you as the believer. You as the one that has already made that commitment to the Lord. It is up to you to bring the lamb into your house. And here in this passage of Scripture, this would establish in the Old Testament the Passover. Because the Bible says in verse 11 that this was going to be the last plague. And the last plague was literally to, to uh, have every newborn child die. But the plague was not to come on the people that believed in God. But they had to do something. They had to go and get a lamb. They had to bring the lamb in and prepare it as a sacrifice. In fact, later on, it says here in verse 12, On that same night I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood... Somebody say the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood of the lamb, I will pass over you. 
No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Beloved, that's what we need in our homes today. The Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. God has promised that He would save our homes. He didn't promise just to save one of us in the home. His exact words was that the Lamb was to cover the whole house. John 16.23 says, In that day, Jesus spoke. He says, In that day, you will ask nothing of Me. And He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father. See, we're not going to be asking Jesus but we are going straight to the Father. Through the name and the Son of God, Jesus. And He says, whatever you ask of the Father in My name, He will give it to you. A lamb for My house. In other words, we have to pray in His name and believe. Luke 18.1 says, and he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. This is not the time to faint, church. I don't care what bill passed. I don't care what legislation has come upon the land. I don't care what kind of shift has taken place in the world. God has his last word in all matters. But don't faint. And in Living Translation, it says, One day Jesus told His disciples a story to show them that they should pray always and never give up. That's what fainting means. Don't give up. See, God's Word is clear. And He shows us that the phrase and the promise about your house. In fact, the Hebrew word for house is called Beth. And they use it like the, the house of Jacob. They would claim the, 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 the father, the patriarch, and they would call it the Beth of Jacob, the house of Jacob. And what did that tell us? That was trying to describe to us. The, the Hebrew word is describing everyone who lives under that umbrella of that family. Cousins, nieces, nephews, uncles, aunts, mothers, fathers, grandparents, everyone that lives under the house where the Lamb is glorified. Look at Hebrews 11.7. Turn there with me for a moment. By faith, knowing Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen yet. Move with godly fear and prepared an ark for the saving of one part of his family. Is that what it says? No, I don't think that's what it says. It says for the saving of his household. By which he condemned the world because the heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. In other words, Noah prepared an ark, a huge 
vessel, huge boat for the salvation of his household. You see, when you and I pray and prepare an ark for the salvation of our home, if we don't know the promises, then we're in trouble. Do you hear that? If you don't know these promises, then you're in trouble. If you don't know Exodus chapter 12, that to bring the lamb into my home, the lamb who shed his blood is welcome in this home. I don't care if, if, if people aren't right with God. They're going to get right with God. Because they live under my roof. They're part of my family. They're part of my, my kin. They're part of, they're part of me. Catherine Booth, the founder of Salvation Army, told the Lord, she had eight children. She said, Lord, I will not go to heaven if you don't save all my children. And she would pray for every single one. Every single one of them. She claimed the promises. And so it is our responsibility as believers to know God's promises, then to take those promises into prayer time with God. And when we are in prayer, we must hold on to those promises in the Scripture when it says we must persist with patience. Look at Hebrews 10.36 with me. The writer in Hebrews 10.36 says, for you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Oh, I love that scripture. I love that scripture. After you have done the will of God, that you might receive the promise. But you need patience. Another translation calls it endurance. So in other words, our faith must endure with patience. Remember, we're praying for the salvation of the people we love. The people that, that, that are our family. That are our flesh and blood. Oh, I could pray for your family's salvation and I pray for all of your salvations and your families. But it's up to you. You're there. It is your responsibility as a believer, as a Christian, as a mature individual, I will pray for my daughter. I will pray for my son-in-law, my daughter-in-law. I will pray for my children. I will pray for my grandchildren. I will be a persistent prayer warrior in God's beautiful ear. I will endure when everyone else is falling along the path, I will hold on and endure. What does God mean? Does He say just simply pray a month or two for them? And then give up? It's not worth it? I don't see anything happening? No, by no means. God is saying to you and I, beloved, to hold on to the promises. The promises that God has promised in this beautiful, wonderful scriptural book. See, this is not my Bible. This is my book of promises. This is my book of promises. 
It tells me what God has promised to me. That I will be faithful to communicate to Him and bring those names before the Lord and bring those precious little souls before the Lord. No matter how big they've grown, how old they've become, God's hand is not too short that it cannot reach down to the pit that they are in and bring them up and put them upon the rock and if He could do it for you, He can do it for me. If He can do it for me, He could do it for them. Noah prepared an ark by faith. Faith. Doing it. When God told him, build this ark. Because trouble is up ahead. Why are, why are you here in church this morning? Because trouble is up ahead. And God is warning in His merciful love. His everlasting love to you. I don't want your family to go to hell. I have created heaven for them. So that way, you, the day you all come together, you will rejoice and live forever and ever where no more tears, no more sorrow, no more sickness. Where we will build, be building the kingdoms of heaven in universes and places and dimensions that we don't even know yet. But together with my family. Because I held on to the promise of the Master. You know, and He said, build the ark. Bring the Lamb into your home. This home will be a home where the Lamb is welcomed. So you can't say, well, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you don't bring the Lamb in. And cover the doorpost with the blood. You can declare all you want. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. No. God says, unless you bring the lamb in, I will not violate their will, but I will have a love for them that is irresistible. That is undeniable, irresistible, that I will show myself in strength and glory, in miracles, signs and wonders in your home and through your life because you have brought the lamb in. You know what's going to happen 
to this generation that needs to be saved desperately, they're going to see the signs and wonders and miracles that were of the early church demonstrated today in this time. That's why we are giving ourselves as leaders, our leaders, we're giving ourselves to God in prayer. We're giving ourselves to God and, and preparing ourselves. We're, we're, we're tightening things up and we're saying, Lord, I know you want to bring a harvest of, of, of the lost and strangers and people we don't even know. But Lord, what about the homes that we have? What about people that in our homes, our nieces, our nephews, our cousins, our, our, our loved ones that, 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 that they're part of us, but they may not live under the roof, but they're part of the Riveras, they're part of the Smith, they're part of us. And God tells Noah, there's trouble up ahead. Get ready. Build that ark. You see, my friend, God cares deeply. Listen to what I'm going to say. I'm just about finished. God cares deeply for the salvation of your home. Gen Genesis 7.1 says, The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark now. Now He's built it. It's finished. He says, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. See, God's will is your entire home, not just yourself, to be saved. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 says, And God did not spare the ancient world, except for Noah and the seven others in his family. Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment. So God protected Noah when he destroyed the world of ungodly people with a vast flood. I have been reading. I've been praying. You have people from Evangelist Mara Marillo, who is a dear friend of Eva and I in our ministry, and Pastor Sonny. You have even the son of Billy Graham, Franklin Graham, declaring, we have started into an age of persecution upon the church. That we have not seen since Bible days. This isn't doomsday sayers. These are men of integrity. These are men of faith. These are men that are giving us the, the heads up and the warnings. And God has a way to warn us prior to His return. And it, it, it was a sad situation that no one else believed. But only Noah's family. And interesting to note that the flood did not touch Noah's house. Didn't touch it. The flood only came upon those that were lost and ungodly. Hear me this morning. It is God's will to rescue your children. And children's children from the flood. 
If you believe that, lift your hand and say, Lord, deliver us. What about Abraham? In Genesis 19:27, the Bible says in Genesis 19:27, early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. In other words, where he was praying. And he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain. And he saw a dense smoke rising from the land like a smoke from a furnace. And so when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered that Abraham, he remembered Abraham, and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. Why did God save Lot? God remembered Abraham's prayer for his family and his home. Who was Lot in relationship to Abraham? It was his nephew. Not his son, but his nephew. The Bible says that Lot had taken up residence in the land of Sodom, Gomorrah, where, where, where the men wanted to have relations with men. In fact, if you read the story, the Bible says that two angels showed up in the city as men. The men of that city rushed them to abuse them. They ran into Noah's, they ran into Lot's house. And Lot had to close the door behind them. And they were pounding on the door. Let us have those men. Let us have those men. But there was an uncle. Listen. There was an uncle. There was an aunt. There was a relative that was standing in the gap for Lot. Abraham was well and safe. But he says, Lord, save my nephew Lot. And the Bible says that the Lord remembered Abraham's prayer. See, my friend, see church, it, go, it all goes back to us being in the presence of God in prayer. Lifting them up. You know their name. You know their nickname. You know the cute name you call them. But they're lost. They're hurting. They're hurting themselves and hurting others. How many used to be like that? Live my life for myself. I hurt. I don't care who I hurt. As long as I satisfied myself. But there was someone praying for you. There was someone interceding for you. There was somebody lifting your name up into the Master's ear and saying, Lord, save them from the destruction. And now the moment you receive the promises of God about your family, this is what you should do. This is your responsibility. Remember these things. John sixteen twenty three. In that day you will no longer ask me anything. But truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Luke 18, 1. 
One day Jesus told the disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. We got to call upon the Lamb, number one. Number two, don't give up. Don't give up. Hebrews 10, 20, Hebrews 10, 36. For you have need of patience, endurance, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. You bring the lamb, the promises of the lamb. You keep praying, don't give up. Then you have patience and endurance. It might not happen overnight. It might not happen this year, but it's going to happen. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding Amen and Yes. And as you continue to pray, the problem will come to, the, the, the flood will come one day, but your children will not be touched. If you look at the future, and even today in our present world, things have shifted from the worst, and this is just the beginning of problems, darkness, and bondage. This is just the beginning, church. That's why we must really take heed to the word and the promises of God. I'm praying like never before for the salvation of everyone in my family. Cousins, nieces, nephews, people I have not ever, ever met. And the Bible says that that darkness will not touch your house if you seek the Lord. Why was Lot saved? Because his uncle Abraham would not give him up and would continue to pray for him. In other words, it's never too late to pray for your loved ones who are still out there in the world. Listen as I close in Jeremiah. Turn to Jeremiah. Singers, come. Jeremiah, this is so beautiful for those of you that have been burdened. Keep this promise always. Jeremiah 31.16 This is what the Lord says. I love the way he starts it out. This is not what man is writing. This is what the Lord. Reframe your voice from weeping. Look at that. Reframe your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. For your work will be rewarded. Declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. So there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Listen to the ending. Your children will, will return to their own land. I don't know about you, but I would underline that. I would mark that in my Bible and say, Lord, that is my, pro that is my Scripture. Jeremiah 31.16 Reframe your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. Your work will be rewarded. What is your work? Prayer. That's what's going to be rewarded. What was rewarded for, for Abraham? His prayer was his work and it was rewarded. 
What was uh, uh, Noah? He was a righteous, praying man. And his whole family. None of the catastrophe came upon them. When you bring the lamb into your home. So there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. You're, and let me, let me go back. It says, and declares the Lord, they will return from the land of the enemy. However lost they are, however deep they are, however far they are, they're coming back. The enemy cannot have them. He says, and your descendants... Your children will return to their own land. What does that mean? They will return to the safety of that home where the lamb is lifted up. The safety and the comfort of that home and the protection of that home. And the promise of God is your children will return from their land and God says, reframe your voice from weeping, your eyes from tears, because your work will be rewarded. Don't give up on that godson, that goddaughter. Don't give up on that niece or that nephew. Your prayers have a reward. And the reward is they, that is your family, shall come again from the land of the enemy. Sometimes we see our Christian uh, our, excuse me, sometimes we see our children out in the world doing things they shouldn't be doing. And we worry and we say, Lord, what's going to happen? But God says, pray. The only way out is by prayer. So there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Your children return to their own land. God is saying there is hope in the end. Your work will be, be, be rewarded. Don't give up. Don't say it's hopeless. That's the situation of a woman in New York City many years ago. Let me finish now. A woman many years ago in New York City. Her only son. Her only son. Was running with a wrong crowd. Violence. Fights. That little boy that was raised in church went into the world. Began to be, be, he began to use drugs and, become, and became a heroin addict at a young age. He would be arrested and arrested, going to jail after jail. Finally, prison. One day, his mother, being a praying woman, came to the end of her rope and said, like many mothers and many, many family members here this morning, what is going to happen to them, Lord? And she says in her testimony, she went into her bedroom and closed the door and began to pray. And the Lord rewarded her prayer and told her, Don't worry, Sonny is going to be all right. She got a word from the Lord. 
Wipe your tears. Reframe your voice from crying anymore. They're coming home. And she got the word in prayer. Broken before the Lord. Lord, he is your son. Save Sonny, Lord. And the Lord spoke. He's going to be all right. Grandma Argonzoni came out and there was Grandpa Argonzoni sitting in the chair. And he says, what did the Lord say? Through her tears of joy, she says, my sonny, it's going to be all right. He had the lamb in his house. He had someone praying with patience and wouldn't give up. And you are the result. I am the result of his mother praying for him that Bruce might be saved, that Al might be saved, that you might be saved, and you might be saved, and you might have be here. Stand as we sing to God. Oh, the glory. If you are burdened for someone in your home, if you are burdened for someone in your family, I want you to join me here at the altar. and We're going to lift them up in prayer and lift you up right now. Come on. Nieces, cousins, nephews.